Hello, how are you? I am good. I'm fabulous, girl. How are you? Girl, as you know, I am also fabulous. I am enjoying my, I'm indulging in my personal hobbies and interests. Mm-hmm. Enjoying that self-care. And girl, as you should, queen, as you should. Just a quick note that y'all might be hearing me ordering coffee because (laughs) (laughs) that's how real and impromptu this episode was. But we love you guys, so we had to share. Oh, it is what it is. It is Mm -hmm. what it is. You're gonna Mm -hmm. hear online learning in the background, you might hear digital stuff in the background but whatever it is what it is and that's what i like about this podcast because we keep it real we're two moms living our lives taking care of the kids keeping everything in check conquering the world and still making time to entertain y'all with the realty okay so it is what it is and you only get that realness here at this black girl podcast okay okay facts with that being said, I'm one half of your co-host, Ola.Miss.Lola, a.k.a. Lola. Holla back. I'm the other half of your co-host. It is at the Hill Diva on IG. But on Instagram. Yes, you can call me Hill Diva. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm extra, y'all. Whatever. Yeah. It is what it is, girl. We don't care. I can't help it. I just can't help it. I try to be normal. Right? It don't work out. It don't work out. <laughs> But anyways, okay. So I wanted to get. Ooh, Google's losing its mind too. So <laughs> when I okay, so I wanted to get into all of this. Essentially, um, what went viral maybe last week or so? Monique put out a video. The actress, mm-hmm. you know, critically acclaimed, talented, beautiful, all of that, mm-hmm. put out a video, pretty much saying how she's disappointed let's say and seeing women in particular black women who choose to leave their home in a bonnet now for people and listeners who are not familiar with what a bonnet is it is essentially a usually satin nylon kind of um cap or hat that is used to kind of hold in all of your hair um cover your hair protect your edges most black women wear these when they're sleeping to protect their hair from cotton sheets if they don't have those silk pillowcases you know shout out jackie ina forever mood 100 mulberry silk pillowcases just saying um but for you know us regular schmegular degular girls we throw on a bonnet, we go to bed. It's a great way to protect your hair as well as to protect your hairstyles. So, you know, girls will wear scarves, girls will wear a head bonnet, whatever. Monique is mad that we're wearing it apparently out of the house and that it does not need to be out of the house because it is part of your house clothes attire. Therefore, it should not be outside. Yes. And what triggered me? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Yo, I when when Lola came to me this morning and told me about this story, I just got in a fit of rage right quick, right quick. And so, so I don't mean to come at it with such a rage right away, like <laughs> with that energy. <laughs> I was gonna say total, total 
aggro energy. Like super aggressive, but whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. I came with that bull energy right quick. Yeah. But yeah. um, what irritates me is especially when you're like how she said, oh, if I'm so if I'm out in the street and I see a girl in her bonnet, I'm going to tap her on her shoulder and let her know that this is not okay. Excuse yes. me? Okay. Let me just go from the beginning here. Okay. Let me go from the beginning because I'm irritated with this. I, as a black woman, I am so proud of my blackness, of my black roots, of my black hairstyles, of my single braids, my twists, my locks, my full locks. I am proud of any style I wear, okay? So I will at night be wearing my bonnet, okay? And the bonnet for me, it represents my blackness. It represents a beauty. This is a process that mainly black women have. Like, I, I, I dare say only black women, but anyone can wear a bonnet. So, sis, if you're Caucasian and you know you have a wedding tomorrow and you want to wear a bonnet at night, girl, you can join the cookout. You can come to the cookout, girl. You got the bonnet, you're part of the club, okay? <laughs> so, but to tell women don't wear your bonnet outside, no. A bonnet is our inside indoor crown. We can, if we want to wear our indoor crown outside, we can wear that any freaking where we are still beautiful, sis. You know what? And it irks me because sometimes you have to run out and get something. You want to run out. Oh, I forgot to get coffee, you know, for breakfast or whatever it is. Or you run out in your damn bonnet because you're still you're not ready to blad out on this world. They ain't ready for that yet. Okay, you need to simmer them down until they're ready you can wear your bonnet and what what irks me on top of that is the way people want to police women okay and especially black women y'all so ready okay little cami sue can she can twist her hair and throw it in dreadlocks with her nice silky silky hair and she can naughty up and ratty tatty up moldy mad up her hair for dreadlocks to feel cool and fun and exotic but for a black woman to wear her natural hair out is a problem. Now for a black woman to cover her natural hair is a problem. For No, no, sis. Do not bring that self-hatred, self-deprecating friggin' back-in-the-day massa-massa attitude to the cookout. It ain't welcome here. So if you want to wear your bonnet in the house, out the house, under the house, beneath the house, beside the house, <laughs> under the in house. the shed, you, you can wear that freaking bonnet. Do what you want, I queen, because you. you are a queen. And I don't want nobody telling a queen how to behave. Don't go there with me. Do not go there with me. I am all about women doing what they want. If a woman, if it ain't hurting nobody, that's her business. If it's hurting you, Monique, feel free, Monique. Feel free. I invite you to this Black Girl Podcast. You can come here. Come to me, baby. Come and feel mm -hmm. free to buy a hair, buy a wig, buy a nice full lace wig, $1,000 wig for every Black girl in America, Canada, all over the world, baby. Buy one for all of us and that can be our bonnet. Make it this inside of it be silk. So that can be our bonnet when we want to leave the house. But until you're ready to do this, Monique, and invest in us, don't worry about what we wear outside. Next. Okay, girl, go. You're so funny. Um, I just wanted you to get your rant out and let you speak on it. It's just... Thank you. It, um, it's funny. Like, a funny backstory to all of this was, like, there was a point in specifically American history. I don't know how far it reached out to, like, Canada, per se, that when um, Black people started earning their freedom mm. and were starting to have liberties in America... 
apparently um, white women, not generalizing, just speaking on history, mm-hmm. were very intimidated by the different styles mm-hmm. and ways that black women used to wear their hair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, always hearing about how, you know, the masses over here, you know, sleeping with the slave, having mixed race children with, you know, gorgeous locks and whatnot and blah, 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 blah. There was a feeling of intimidation, of threatening because of that. And there were, they account, they attributed part of that alluring seductive beauty of these black former female slaves and slaves due to their hair and so it became part of societal like i guess rules or whatnot that black women had to start covering their hair Wow, and had to start wearing. Well, now you know. The more you know, (laughs) Um, black women had to start covering their hair and wearing head scarves because of these rules. And so, you know, black women took it on the chin, took it in stride, and would start wearing the head scarves very ornately and just as beautiful and wearing them out and to do different style, like you know styles and like I'm so glad that even now wearing like certain head wraps because like there's lots of companies that will sell and promote specifically for black women different types of head wraps showing you how to style your hair in different head wraps um, because that in itself is like you know a beautiful expression while also protecting your hair so like you know so it's like for for Monique to criticize and be like, oh, you shouldn't wear that out of the house. I'm thinking to myself, look, if I'm traveling, especially traveling, because she specifically was referring at the airport, but like, if I'm traveling on a plane, going to a foreign country, going wherever, like we said in our last meme, going to Dubai, shaking my ass on a yacht in a thong, okay? Right. I'm going to make sure, me personally, I'm going to wear my fucking bonnet to the airport. You know why? Because I'm not having my edges lifted by these people at customs stressing me out i don't want my hair rubbing up my you know my nice virgin batty bundles rubbing up on the seats of the airplane okay and i can't afford to fly out my hairstylist my installer whoever to come fly out with me to make sure my hair is done like if my hair is done and i don't want it damaged or I don't want it ruined or whatever, I'm going to protect it. And if the easiest way for me to protect my hair is to wear it in a bonnet, I'm going to wear it in a fucking bonnet. If I'm going out to the store, it's not like, like I could understand if she was more like having issue with it. If girls were wearing their bonnets to the ball, wearing their bonnets to weddings, wearing their bonnets to brunch. Like that's something different. But like if a girl going out... Even that no, is and okay. it's not. But keep going. No, I get it. I get it. But like, I'm just saying because like I'm a very time and place kind of girl, mm-hmm. and like I, I like what for an occasion like you know you see me when I want to go out I dress up. That's what I like to do. But if somebody's going to a corner store, going to, going to the airport, going just a quick errand, whatever, the same way you like. Like, my whole thing is, the way you have energy for black women wearing bonnets, at least our hair is covered. You see girls throw their hair up into a high bun ponytail, looking ratty, looking messy, 
hair fly away in baggy pajamas, Crocs on. If we're gonna like, Ugh, and and you. they don't look, they don't look, they don't look like us. But nobody's out here making videos disparaging them. Straight up, guy, bring and that telling them time and place. Facts. Crocs. I don't know. Crocs are having a moment right now. Um, to the point that I may crumble and buy a pair, but I'm only buying a pair if I can buy the charms because that's what's setting this shit off. The fact that you could put charms on the Crocs and make them look cute is almost worth buying a pair, but I don't think I'll eventually do it. Cute and Crocs cannot enter the same sentence in my world, girl. I'm sorry. That's fine. (laughs) But it's because of the word. You're forgetting the other C, the charms. I know, I know, I know. But Crocs, (laughs) like... Monique, bring that energy to Crocs, please. Because Yo, this facts. is my thing. And I don't mean to cut you. If you had more I- ideas, keep going. No, it's fine. Finish your thought. Thank you. I, that's why I love you, girl. I love you. You just, you let my I heart love you too. Okay, thank <laughs> you. And this is my thing. Because <clears throat> I get what you're saying. Like, if you're going to the brunch, the lunch, the cookout, you know, you put the bonnet away. I get that. But when right. I say... Even at there, it should be acceptable. It should, we should, it's because I want to normalize acceptance among black people and understanding. We have to normalize even the things that are not that great. Like our, our culture, black culture has such high standards that we hold each other to these really freaking high standards. You know what I mean? And no, I, I, to- I definitely agree. I yeah. definitely agree. And I feel like we need to start normalizing. And I'm saying this to the Moniques, to the people who have a platform. Because yes, me and you have a platform, but we're not there yet where we where we where we're headed to be. You know what I mean? So right. when I'm having millions of young black girls listening to this one day, I want them to know that your hair is acceptable in any state, in any platform, in any arena. Your bonnet is acceptable in any state, any platform, any arena. Because we need to love ourselves first. If you can't love yourself in your freaking bonnet, you know, I don't want my young black girls feeling any kind of shame for any part of their blackness. Any of any, if your little black pinky feels uncomfortable, I haven't done my job. Okay. Oop, there it I is. Want, thank you. There and, it is. And I'm also saying this for the, the um, mixed race girls. Okay. Because I remember you even saying one thing, Lola, one time when you said, um, you put, I think it was you put like bubblers or something in baby girl's hair. Oh and yeah, just to give yeah, her I put that bubbles. Experience, you know, for I mean, the culture, because yes. growing up, growing up, um, my my mother wasn't always as forward thinking as she is now. She was very like you know, pro like to keep with the blackness, you shouldn't necessarily have a mixed race child because that Mm -hmm. child won't be fully black or fully white or fully whatever Mm -hmm. but my whole thing is it's not about being full this or full that it's Mm -hmm. you are white and black right you know there is both it's not just you get one or the other or what at 50 like you know and Mm -hmm. that's and that's the case with my child she is half black she is also half white Mm -hmm. and so however she is very fair and light-skinned the summer will hopefully change that because her melanin protrudes in the sun but for the most part she's very light-skinned she's very pale um therefore 
I try to she she knows she's not like she knows now she's at an age where she knows like I'm not as brown as the rest of the black girls but I know I'm 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 black because like my mother is black so so I try to give her other experiences that align with I guess my own personal experience and stuff in general so like growing up girl I had clips barrettes but like bubbles all of that in my hair so guess what she gonna have that too she wants you know sometimes I'll put beads in her hair or um you know she'll get a cornrowed or whatever like even um crochet I put crochet twists in her hair like months and months ago Mm-hmm. But it, again, it's because like I want her to have that included feeling of just because like I don't know I don't know if you ever saw it with certain people and or friends, yeah. but like I now as an adult I recognize it was a lot of personal like self hate moments where you'd hear other dark skinned black girls like yourself being like oh that girl's pretty because she light skin oh that girl's pretty because she got mm-hmm. brights in da, 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 da. and it's like and it's just like I don't want her to have feed into that colorism complex right. I like I so it's like I want you to have similar experiences or you know great moments of culture experiences because you're black not because you are light-skinned not because you are mixed but because part of your culture and your heritage is black black. specifically you know caribbean canadian or whatever the hell you want to call it exactly exactly and and because i and why i brought that up is because we need to embrace that and we need to understand, like, like in the States, you know, if you have one drop of black, you're black, you know, and you're part of that culture, you're embraced in that culture. In Canada, we we're different in the sense that we um, we will dissect every part of your heritage and be like, oh, cool. You're Portuguese, Guyanese, blah, 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 Scottish, and, 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 and Jamaican and this. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's different in Canada. We wrap every little piece of our background, right? Yeah. So... So I also have a niece who is very fair skin, just like your daughter. Your daughter's half black, but she's she like if she straightened her hair, she could pass for like very a different race. You know what I mean? Funny so, enough, if my daughter straightens her hair, it actually makes her black features stand out more. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. Very weird. But That's whatever. Funny. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I have a very fair skin niece and she's like pretty much white. OK, she's so fair. Mm-hmm. And. When I walk into that house in the morning and I see her in her bonnet, it brings tears to my eyes. Okay, girl, it's a nice like, feeling. That's my my, she, that's what I'm saying, baby girl. This is oh. why I'm like, yo, fuck Monique and her business. Okay, you know why? Because this child, when she gets up and she's going to school, half the time she forgets to take off the bonnet. She keeps on the bonnet in class, and she has the bonnet. I love her. I love and, her. And I don't, I don't make her feel bad for it. I don't make her feel bad for it. Like, like even now, right now, she's rocking like a cute big old curly fro mm-hmm. like straight volume love it love it it's and adorable. it's adorable yeah but but i'm just thankful i've taught her to love her curly hair there's a lot of kids who grew up feeling like i have to look one way or another to be accepted like i had a friend who was 
biracial, but she was very, very, very white passing. Like mm-hmm. she, you would have never known that she was half black until you met like her her parents. And wow. be like, oh damn! Really? Like yeah. yeah, that's how white passing she was. Mm-hmm. And she told me growing up, she was just like, it was really hard because I felt like the black girls didn't accept me, but I wasn't. But like the white girls didn't either. Right. Because, like, although she looked very white passing, she was curved out like a black girl. She like curved out, right. fatty and breasts and small waist and everything. <laughs> she looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it's see, just that's like, the thing. and 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 it's and it's it's a very true thing. You know, cast out already. You know, and I'm about I'm about building bridges and not building walls. You know, and yeah, the culture of shame in the black community is so strong like oh your ashy foot oh this is your ashy leg oh your hair oh your grains your little hair is grains grain like there's just so much that we already have to be ashamed of that Mm -hmm. we impose on our kids and on ourselves this episode of this black girl podcast is sponsored by anchor Anchor is a super easy app that allows you to create, record, and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer, distribute it so it can be heard across multiple listening platforms, allows you to make money with no minimum listenership, and have everything you need all in one place. Plus, it is absolutely free. So to get started today, just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Like my my opinion is a battle, as I was saying, because yeah. we should have a culture where shame is not a part of it, where shame is the least thing, because we need to create more channels communication so that like for more serious things, women are comfortable to come out and say, you know what? I was raped. You know what? I was abused. You know what? Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. if we're always so shame, we can't even wear our damn bonnet have more serious conversations with each other you know we should be able to keep those channels open and that's why i'm it it irks me extra and especially when a bonnet is something that is specifically attributed to us well because here's here's my here's my opinion of the whole thing it's like especially when you're talking about the whole mindset of shame because i absolutely agree a lot of people Mm -hmm. will put you down not a lot i don't want to speak overall in general but people will put you down before they build you up yeah you get what i'm saying so like so like let's say a girl is out and like her track is showing in her hair some girls back in the day even myself i will admit back in the day i would have seen her track hanging out and be like oh my god girl look at her hair oh my gosh her whole track's out whereas now i think of i i have more empathy in the sense of if that was me i would love for somebody to tell me that my track is fucking showing so i can you know fix my part or whatever so now if i see a girl out of place yo oh girl homegirl your 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 track like your hair looks cute but your track's showing she like really i'm like yeah and then or she'll fix it or i'll fix it for her or something or like yes. like you said even with the ashy foot i girl i have the ashiest feet i will be the first to admit it i have the 
ash no, yes, feet. Okay. Coco, I'm telling you, Coco Butter Gang up in this bitch. But <laughs> I will say, I. I hate people that will point out and make fun of the fact, like, if my foot's a little dry or whatever, oh, instead of telling me, here's my thing, don't tell me my feet are ashy unless you have a jar of lotion or cocoa butter to do something about it. Thank you. That's my thing. That's my thing. So it's like, if I notice, oh, girl, your hand's looking a little, oh, remember, remember there was an episode we were recording and I was just Mm. like... You want some lotion? (laughs) Yes. I literally looked at my hands. I was dying. Okay. I literally, we're talking, we're talking. I looked down at my hand. I said to myself, holy crap, my hand is ashy. As I looked up, all of this Lola already was lotioning my hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to, yo, yeah, I just felt instant love in my life. I'm just oh saying, but it was just like it was never a I'm gonna make fun of you or put you down or even feel a ways because to be honest, I didn't even notice that your hands were dry. I just noticed that oh, I had some lotion. It's a nice smelling lotion. Like let me see if she wants some too because I was gonna put some in my hand. My hands were fucking dry, <laughs> but but I just no. feel like. I just feel like having those moments, like, don't, like, even if somebody, if you notice, okay, there's a toilet paper on their foot, whatever, instead of being like, oh my God, how do they not know? Shit happens. If you don't want that to be you, hope, like, pay it forward in kind. It takes, costs nothing to be kind. It costs absolutely, positively nothing. Zero dollars is zero cents. And guess what? You get repaid in full with fucking karma. Because somebody will say, oh, girl, your skirt's hiked up in the back or, oh, you know, your your track is wrong or whatever. Thank you. And this is my thing. Mm -hmm. No, and I'm just saying in terms of it applying to the bonnet, it's like wearing a bonnet in my opinion is trying to minimize all of them risks okay my hair is looking kind of janky and i don't want nobody to tell me hey girl your edges look a little frizzy here or that that part that 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 track isn't that whatever that part isn't neat like i avoid all that criticism by just wearing the fucking bonnet Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like you know, like girl, put it this way: if homegirl left the house in a wig cap with no wig, maybe I'm, maybe I might tap her shoulder. I'm like, <laughs> sis, where's your wig? Because that's Yo. almost happened to me, girl. I was rushing mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. I was in the elevator going down to leave my house. Only mm. to realize when I almost got to the ground floor, my ass was standing, makeup done, outfit on, purse on my shoulder, with no wig on my head, just a wig cap. <laughs> and I was just like, that's not the look. So I had to run back upstairs, go find my wig, throw it on, whatever, and just go out the house. So like, right. those moments, yes. But if you see a woman going to the corner store, grocery store, whatever, and she's, you know, dressed maybe a little comfortable, t-shirt and leggings, sweatpants and and crop top, and she has a bonnet on, but you see that, you know, her face is clean, she may have a little chapstick or lip gloss on, you know, she looks, aside from everything else, looks quote-unquote presentable, leave her the fuck alone, she knows what she's doing, she knows how she left the house. My thing is, if she's wearing a bonnet at all, she knows. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's because what I'm the saying. Bonnet, yeah, like, because the bonnet, nine times out of ten, like you said, is pre- preserving the hair beneath, okay? Yep. So, it. But, but this is what I was going to say specifically to Monique, because 
it irks me. With her comment, I really get an air of trying to please Massa. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't mean that in like a, a necessarily a degrading way, but it just goes back to what where you we're see trying as to walk away from. Yeah. yeah, and 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 what you see as presentable, and what you see as you know, like representing for your race, you know. And mm-hmm. I understand on one side her saying, you know, um, it's not presentable to wear a bonnet, but I want to normalize this because I feel like if I'm in a store and I'm buying something, you better give me the same respect and energy and cordiality in my bonnet that you would give me if I'm in a friggin' six-piece suit or whatever. I want that same respect because I don't like that with black people. It's like if a black person's dirty or whatever, they don't deserve respect. But if a white person or any other race is dirty, they can get respect. Or let's just say people of color. When people of color are dirty or disheveled, we deserve, like, it's like that is permission to not give us full respect. You know what I mean? But any race, it can come in dirty. They get the same respect, whether they're clean or not, because you're going to, you're going to, um, what do you call it? You're going to normalize that. You're going to, you're going to create, um, give them the benefit of the doubt, but a a person of color, if they come up dirty, it's no, they're dirty. They're nasty. But if a white guy comes up dirty, oh no, he's probably a construction worker. He's probably this. And you somehow, you know, justify why this person still deserves respect. And that's what I want to get away from. Like, this is ridiculous. No black people. You can, you can come out in your bonnet. You can come out in your pajamas. You can come out in whatever. Hell, I'm wearing my onesie right now. I'm in my car about to go order bread. The other day, I wore my onesie and I wore wedged heels, baby. Wedged heels in my onesie with my aviators because, bitch, I'm working from home. I'm going to pick up breakfast because I can do what the fuck I want. And it's nobody's business. Why are you bothering me? Am I, is it, is it, is it you? Are you, am I forcing you to wear this? No, then get the fuck out of here because there's somewhere in your life that could better use that energy somewhere because if you have time to be irked about what i'm wearing baby you got too much you need to pick up a hobby one moment i'm gonna order my coffee real quick hi there can i please get a medium triple triple please yes please can i also get um two small hot chocolates with two milks in each and a small french vanilla with two this is this is how you know it's real real I know y'all. I'm ordering for the ready. kids, y'all. You're getting the tea from the drive-thru. I'll get us. <laughs> Just do the sausage and egg wrap then. Oh, it's ready. It's ready. Okay, perfect. Sausage and egg wrap. I'll get a cheese croissant and a cinnamon raisin bagel toasted with butter. That is everything. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, y'all. We're keeping it real in here. We're even feeding y'all. Y'all are on the breakfast run. <laughs> y'all, welcome to the family. I'm dying. I'm yeah, just I'm sad because I heard you say cinnamon raisin bagel, and I'm like, I can't eat cinnamon. Oh, no. Really? <gasps> yeah, girl, because I have an intolerance. I have an intolerance to cinnamon, yeah. codfish, um, obviously yeah. dairy. So, it's like, a, a lot of... Yes, girl, cod. A whole right. bunch of shit. I didn't know. Girl, I can't eat pasta. I can't eat pasta. Pasta, girl. You can't eat pasta. Sorry, my girl here at Tim's is asking how my birthday was yesterday. The okay. birthday was amazing. Thank you. That's how you know I order too much Tim Hortons, y'all. Don't judge me. I do have a stove. Okay, I promise. 
Thank you. I know I'm about to drive off before I get my food. Thank you so much. But yes, I can't believe you have pasta allergy, girl. This is a sin. Well, it's not an allergy; it's an intolerance. So, so um, if I eat yeah. it, if I eat it, it will like upset my stomach, make me not feel oh, well, make me sick, yeah. whatever. So, yeah. So I have not eaten pasta in almost over a year. The only closest thing to pasta I do eat is literally like cauliflower pasta or chickpea and lentil pasta like I get pasta that's not made from like normal methods damn you're gluten free girl you're gluten free (laughs) (laughs) just for that though just for that I can eat bread which is weird but like the pasta just messes me up but whatever it is what it is I hear that I hear that girl Damn, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. All them stomach aches. We have enough aches as mothers. Facts. Yeah, we don't need all of that. Okay. Facts, facts, facts. But, um, yeah, so back to what I was saying. So I just don't like that air of, you know, it's it's not good enough. Like, I'm so sick of the historic disapproval of anything black women do in the culture and i want that to die especially among us let's start healing that those bridges among black women let's stop looking at each other with a sharky sharky vibe and energy let's look Mm -hmm. at each other with a loving motherly energy and encourage each other you know keep doing what you're doing okay yes wear that bonnet out sis matter of fact let's stylize our bonnets let's make that bonnet look cute make a crown bonnet so when I'm out, I'm just in my bonnet crown. Heck, look, I just thought of a business idea. Watch some Chinese person listening and they're going to make a billion off of this. Okay. This. But so like, funny. I'm dying. I'm dying. I shouldn't have said Chinese. That's racist. I take it back. But some business minded person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is going to make a billion off of this. Maybe I'm going to do that. He'll diva bonnets. Hell yes. And I'm going to stylize that thing and y'all can wear it to the cookout. Okay. Because I'm so... I am such a, a black warrior, a culture warrior that like I just nobody can talk to us. Like I, I don't want nobody talking to us. And just growing up as a young black girl, mm-hmm. I just remember feeling so different and wondering why my hair doesn't blow in the wind like all my friends wondering why don't I have all the friggin dunkaroos and fruit roll-ups in my cupboard like all my (laughs) friends wondering why does my mom speak a language that none of my friends speak I used to be embarrassed when my mom would speak to me in Creole I would be so embarrassed yeah just because being different was never praised. You know what I mean? It was like, you want to fit in. You don't want to. I was already so different in so many ways. My hair would stick up like, you know, I remember this girl. I watched this YouTuber and she, um, she was so funny. She was Nigerian and she would talk about like how her mom would do her hair and wrap it, wrap her hair in these little skinny, skinny braids. And she's like, great. I already look different from my friends. And now I look like I have a bunch of snakes growing out of my head. Like, <laughs> yo, I was dying because I felt that. I felt that so deep. So it's yeah. like, we don't need any more reason to just feel negative and feel bad and feel different and feel embarrassed or ashamed because we already give ourselves enough reasons to be ashamed and to feel insecure why are we doing that to each other now you know what i mean i'm sure the girl you know i'm sure the girl who left her house in that bonnet probably feels more ashamed about whatever the hell's going on underneath it if she felt the bonnet is the best 
idea. You know what I mean? You don't know if she has alopecia and her freaking whole back of her head fell off or the whole front of her head maybe fell yeah, off. And she, you know what I facts. mean? Like, you don't know what yeah. people are going through. Well, because 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 the way Monique was talking, it was a little condescending. Because she's like, you know, you could just take some time, honey, and just you know brush up that hair into something respectable. You don't have to wear the bonnet, and it's like, yes, we know we don't have to wear the bonnet. We choose to wear the, to bonnet. Wear the bonnet. Like, why can't you just live and let live? But this is like making my head turn and think in another direction just because I was remembering another thing that was another conversation specifically on TikTok that was kind of going back and forth. And the question, the question slash conversation was around, can you be pro-black and also be in an interracial relationship? Ooh, I like that. Like just yeah because like a lot of people were saying like oh if you're pro-black you should want to support black love and blah 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 um you know but how can you do that if you're being in a like essentially being in, in a in an mm-hmm. interracial relationship with somebody outside of your race mm-hmm. and so i was just like i don't know mm-hmm. i i have i have mixed feelings about it just because, like, I have a mixed-race child. She is mm-hmm. half-black. She's going to be going through the same trials and tribulations that I go through. She will have a bit more privilege than I do. That is mm-hmm. fine. But it's like... <sighs> like, I don't know. I try to encourage her and her blackness and support her and her blackness. And, like, my partner, he is white. He is white-white. Very white. Mm-hmm. But... um. The way that he is very supportive of human rights in general, specifically black rights and the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. he has been more proactive and more of an ally than I've seen other black people be. <laughs> Don't kill me. So no, uh, let me, this is why I say this is a very interesting topic, okay? Yeah. Because I do not feel like who you choose as your partner should be in any part of the question of pro-blackness are you I know, kidding but me? they do like, but they do i know i, get it. I know yeah, I, I understand it i i completely understand it but i feel like if you're pro-black and you're with someone who's not black you are actually doing more than people that aren't, you know what I mean? To to spread the movement, you understand? Because you're engaging now Indian people. You're engaging Hispanic people. You're engaging white people. To be honest, being in an interracial relationship is making more, more races understand and get more closer to the culture. It, that's how I look at it. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like telling people, you know, oh, well, because you're with someone else, you know, it's not, it's, it's not pro-black. I think that is bringing us back to that back home mentality. <laughs> Of course, black love is beautiful. And I'm not saying don't get with someone black. Just be with who you love. Because when you allow rules and regulations to get in the front of feelings, you are blocking the movement now. Because now you're focusing on a specific part of the movement that's going to stop the movement. No. Now you're creating crabs in a bucket fighting each other. No. That is bringing the movement back. 
No. Right. Let's focus on what the movement is. Let's just get our rights up there. Love who you want. Promote. Do what you want to do. Stop creating rules for each other. That is why I have so much problem with religion as well because people focus more on the rules in the book instead of the teaching and what the the, the ends is. Forget the means. Let's remember the ends. It's for us to all live in harmony. So who cares if someone's a lesbian? Who cares if someone's gay? Stop trying to police people's private parts. Who cares? The purpose of, you know, religion is for all of us to live in harmony. And if that person is a lesbian, gay or whatever they're doing is in harmony and they're not hurting anybody, that is what the purpose is. We just want black people to live in harmony, not to be, you know, racist um, you know, t- to be affected by racism, not to be, you know, um, um, chastised, not to be harassed. So if that black person loves a white person, an Indian person, a Chinese person, who cares? Who cares? Because that person's happy. All I want is black happiness. And if that black person is happy, who am I to come between that? That's none of my business. So stop getting caught up in the semantics. Stop getting caught up in the anything that could stop the movement and just keep going with the movement. If you're getting distracted by a shiny thing next, you're part of the weak blacks that we don't want anyway i'm sorry i hate to go there but stop that stop trying to police other people's lives because we're trying to stop people from policing us why are we policing each other stop it right Let's just- well well here's my thing here's here's where i think like this weird overlap is coming from i think it's coming from um just because there are some you know non-white um people whether they are uh, or non-black people, whether they are Asian, South Asian, white, whatever, um, who will step into a black space, who will occupy a black space, try to take it over, try to run it, whatever, with the excuse. Because we see this a lot with a lot of certain Karens online and whatever, where they're like, or a certain, you know, whatever, Kevin's, Karen's, whatever you want to call yeah, them. You see yeah, a lot yeah. of it online of, oh, I'm not racist. I, you know, I have, I have a black friend, Tyrone, or I'm not racist. My husband is black. My kids are half black. Mm-hmm. When they don't even realize what they're doing is racist. Like they are actually perpetuating certain racist tendencies but they use the excuse that because i I have proximity to blackness should allow me access to blackness and which i don't agree with is right but then that also should put the own like that should put not necessarily so much heavily reliance on the relationship like you said but should Mm -hmm. put insight and ownership onto the person they're with because a lot of times the person the black person in the relationship will see the problematic behaviors will mm-hmm. see the certain issues will mm-hmm. see them you know in a in listening to a song saying like nigga 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 when you're looking at them and there's nothing nigger about them mm-hmm. and and they don't say nothing they don't address nothing because they don't want to quote unquote rock the boat and this person mm-hmm. out here thinks that they own some sort of figurative black card because they're dating or with or have access to this black person without right. understanding the culture the history the background how it affects them emotionally you know spiritually mentally whatever mm-hmm. so i don't well, think it's necessarily pro black because of who they're with i think it's whether or not you're pro black because of who that person is that you're with right okay interesting i just have to say i love you 
I love you too. You're the best. Like I, I love that we can have these deep conversations. It fulfills me. <laughs> as a black woman to another, it's like I just I feel like I'm in a yoke. I'm a little I'm in a little nucleus. I don't know. Anyways, people, sorry. <laughs> I just had a moment. Hello, <laughs> I feel great and comfortable here in this safe space. So I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. And and um, what that made me think of is the fact that when you are with a partner, because I have been with one person in my life who was non-black. I was with a, a white guy that actually my immediate ex is a white man. I tried it out, y'all. I dipped into the vanilla, y'all. Vanilla sky. I'm dying. And... Um, you know, one thing I will say is that there is an onus. And I, I did kind of feel this. I felt like the onus was on me to educate him about b- the black culture and the things. Because he would say a few things that were nippy on my heels. And I had to check him. Because when this whole, we were actually breaking up during this whole Black Lives Matter um, issue. And I remember he was saying things like, oh, um, you know, you're jumping on the bandwagon and, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be like this for six months and then, you know, you're going to forget, you know, and he would say that because he kind of thought I as a person am wishy-washy, which I was too, like I was wishy-washy with other things. Like I'd have a lot of ideas that I didn't follow through with, um, but I was also going through like my own personal issues like depression and anxiety. And so he kind of saw the worst traits in me and applied that to Black Lives Matter. So that really insulted me. And like, you know, we had a rough falling out around that okay mm-hmm. but as a black woman dating him um at the time i realized that they don't people who are not black and don't have these black experiences they also don't have the education of you know what black people went through how black people feel about certain issues you know like um why we say you know it's inappropriate to wear blackface for example um that wasn't a particular issue that we encountered but even me as a black woman, I had to be educated on why black face is not acceptable because especially when you grow up in the West, like in Canada, we don't, we're not given the the full education on what um, black people went through, like in the U.S. with black face and, you know, um, minstrel shows and things like yeah. that. Sorry, the garbage truck is here to pick up all the garbage. <laughs> no but, way. Um, yeah. I'm in my driveway right now. But you know what I mean? Like we were not... Um, educated on that on like the deep deep um ugliness of what happened in the u.s and overseas and in africa i'm telling you in the west you get a very watered down black history and it's a disgrace to to me to for there to be a black history month and i don't know shit about um blackface why it's inappropriate i don't know shit about you know africa before any colonizers even set foot on the shores of africa i don't know much about you know at different african tribes and how we were kings and queens like up to now i'm researching that myself to teach my kids and i don't want my kids introduction to black history to be slavery you know like this is your history your slaves what do um, European and Caucasian people get their history. Oh, Alexander the Great. They get heroes and, you know, Vikings and a bunch of grandiose figures to look up to, to feel proud of their heritage. And black children get, you know, slavery. Y'all were in change and whipped. Y'all are, you know, 
thinking that they're born of weakness and when it's nothing right. to do with that we were kings and queens and we were sharing people came to our shores that did not look like us and what did we do did we raise our spears no we shared our gold we shared our jewels we shared our fruits we lived in the garden of eden we lived in a real life tropical paradise we were born of these fruitful resourceful places that are right now being raped and pillaged and people stealing from us and we still accepted that you know what i mean like we accepted these people with open arms on our shores and it's because it's in our heart we're naturally giving and these colonizers saw that as weakness and as you know feeble mindedness because we're naturally giving and welcoming and loving culture you know and then they praise Alexander the Great who raped and pillaged and murdered and and you know went and ravaged people's cultures you know the same stuff that we're fighting for now you know equality and oh rights for people of color you know we can't look back and really give the praise where it was due you know what i mean but black people are seen as you know the the bad race that steals and criminality when no we were simply debased we were debased they, right. they destabilized our our foundations were destabilized right and we were brought here to live in poverty so well that's, i was that's what bothers me keep going no i was going to say i just want to i want to add on to that just because when you're talking about we've we've been taught like a a very watered down history like that is so painfully accurate like we never grew up learning about madam cj walker who was you know the first technical like billionaire in america who happened to be a black woman we never grew up learning about like mansa musa who was considered one of the wealthiest historical figures in the world who was a black man like we ne- like you like you said when like we grew up we never knew certain heroes like yes we learned about you know um you know the underground railroad and Harriet Tubman and like all of the civil rights leaders because like we had to but it was never the focus it was never the understanding like even with is um indigenous culture Yes. A lot of it was very washed down. Like I was yes. shook the other day. I was shook the other day when I found out that the last residential school was closed in 1996. Yeah, girl. I was I was gagged because I'm like we were alive. Yep. Like we yep. like we we were alive for this. Like that's yep. how And so so when when yeah so when you want to hear about cuz I notice a lot of politicians who unfortunately tend to have you know be the prominent face of white people specifically white men mm-hmm. they try to distance themselves and a lot of white people tend to do this like no offense to my white listeners we love you guys we appreciate y'all but a lot of white people tend to have the habit of distancing themselves when when hard and uncomfortable conversations like this happens because mm-hmm. because because a lot of times they're like well i didn't do this i wasn't responsible this was so long ago blah 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 and it's like mm-hmm. okay this was not that long ago because like our grandparents experienced slavery and or the ends of slavery in one way or another mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like 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 um my my mother was either alive or just born 
just as like the civil like you the whole civil movement even started so mm-hmm. it's like for people trying to distance it it's like this is not that far this is literally one generation away so like even right. when talking about stuff like indigenous history and indigenous culture and people getting wiped out like i can't even say oh this was like my parents time or my grandparents time this was my time i was alive and listen to about this like that's why they so want to say no but listen so, to this i'm Okay, keep going, keep going, girl, because I got so much. Go. I know, because you're heated, but I just want to emphasize when people ask the question, well, what do you expect us to do? It's not even that you as a single singular person has the answer to the question, to the problem. It's that Mm. everybody as a collective, whether you are white, black, South Asian, um, you know, East Asia, whatever your, your background is, especially if you want to consider yourself a citizen of a particular country needs to hold that country and government uh like you know accountable for where it went wrong you can't just sweep it under the rug and pretend nothing happened like it's very well known that indigenous people have not only are experiencing a lot of suffering but have Mm. continued generational impact and repercussion because of the abuse that they've gone through Yes. So it's like and these people like keep going girl keep going. Like, no, I'm ju- I'm just saying so like so like when people are are you know try to downplay like with black people like, going back to black people saying like oh well you know you can just pull your bootstraps and figure it out and blah 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 and it's like yeah but how are we going to figure out the system that fucked us? You know like literally the prison system was created because slavery was ending and that was their only loophole to keep black people as slaves exactly exactly so like yeah so it's like what is being done so even though you may think like you are one person but if one person and one person and one person and one person times how many millions of people come together it has more of an impact on people in general and especially on governments to do exactly. something about it exactly and i was going to say like going back to the indigenous as well yeah that um they're still campaigning to this day like they yeah the government's like, apparently remember- suing the government our government's apparently suing the indigenous people and i don't even know for fucking what jagmeet singh jagmeet singh he, the and the leader of the NDP called out our prime minister to be like, why is this lawsuit still even happening? Look what's going on. And for people in America, because we do have a lot of American listeners, we do have a lot of foreign listeners. If you don't know what's going on in Canada right now, um, because of these residential schools that we were talking about that recently closed with the latest one closing in 1996 to 1997, um, there was a record of 150,000 indigenous children going to these residential schools with the intention of whitewashing them, making them more white, making them more uh, Western, whatever, yeah. Western. And only 75,000 of them came back out. And nobody crazy. knew what happened. Nobody explained what happened. So one recent school that had been shut down, they had found 215 children's bodies, bodies at the school. Okay, bones. And now recently in another school, they found another 100 bodies of children. So now people are really trying to push for an inquiry and inquisition to not only um, find out exactly why this happened, but how many 
how many children did this happen to? It's a disgrace. Now, girl, let me finish now, okay? Yeah, go on. So, what I'm irritated about is mm-hmm. the fact that, like, the indigenous people are still battling. Like, there's been treaties of land that they were given back in treaties, like contracts with the government. And because of capitalism and, you know, the the what is that pipeline called? The transatlantic pipeline or whatever they're trying to build. They're, yeah. st- they're breaking treaties. They're building yep. on indigenous land, sacred land. These people are preserving the land that they call home, that settlers came and took from them. And yep. how are you suing these people for their own land? I don't understand it. It irritates me. Okay. Well, because I find that, and and a lot of people, a lot of governments do this. They like to, they always want to talk about history, history, history when it's talking about keeping them in power. But when it's talking about tearing down or breaking down something, some type of agreement, something that doesn't benefit them today and usually financially, all of a sudden they can change the rules, make exceptions, things like that. But when people are fucking sick of them and want to take them out of power, oh, the history dictates this, this, and that. No, fuck you, sir. But exactly, the history only matters when it benefits them. Respectfully. Fuck you respectfully. Like, seriously. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. And now I wanted to go back on another point that you brought up is the fact that... um, what do you call it when when they talk about um you know these generations will be like oh well slavery that was way back then and that was the ancestors it's not our fault I've had some, I've, for that? I've literally had somebody say that to me once like years and years ago on, on instagram because i was posting about it and mm-hmm. somebody was like oh that was like literally four years ago and i'm like maybe on paper it was 400 years ago but we're still feeling the repercussions to this day like but what i say to that is really okay so that was so long ago so if that was so long ago why the fuck is queen elizabeth or old liz as i call her still in power that bitch that family excuse me (laughs) that family has been in power since all during slavery and she got her empire off of the backs of slavery pillaging raping so if it was so long ago why are we still alive during the era of monarchy that that's fine though that's okay with them we can still live with that and y'all can still benefit and live off of that but slavery was a long time ago so forget slavery so let's forget her too let's dethrone her forget her because she was a long time ago her family's legacy was a long time ago but it's okay because it benefits their race you understand well, they that's want their the monarchy, this they is, want their kings but, and queens, but, but I want to go back to when my people were kings and queens. How about that? So give us our diamonds is, and our jewels back so we can go back to being kings and queens. That's what I'm done with. I'm freaking sick of it, and no one's bringing that up. No one wants to talk about that. Keep going. But this is what I'm talking about in terms of picking and choosing history mm-hmm. to their benefit. Because... Um, for people, even if people don't pay attention, like the monarchy itself does very, does very little to no work in terms of contributing to the British government. The British government has a prime minister and they have a cabinet. So like in terms of, yeah, so the, in terms of like day to day governing laws, things that come into power, not come into power, whatever, voting, all of that stuff is affected by democratic power by having a prime minister and having a cabinet and whatnot so literally the act like literally the point of the monarchy is being there is literally just out of respect 
Right. Out of respect, okay. out of again, history that Just benefits tradition. them financially. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But girl, I have to Zoom call with my boss right now. So <laughs> I have to go. Um, I love this. This is how impromptu it is. We give it to you guys real. When the when the mood hits us, we just jump on here and give y'all all that tea. Um, so signing out, I am one half of your two beautiful hosts. We, we might even do a part two of this because the tea is hot, y'all. And if you're offended, y'all, we want to hear about it. Bring us, bring us all that fire and that smoke because you know we can handle it. It is all good. You can hit us up on IG at this black girl podcast. And again, I'm one half of your beautiful hosts at the Hill Diva on IG. Come bring and the smoke, I'm, y'all. Bring it. And, and I'm the other half of <laughs> your host, Ola Miss Lola, aka Lola. You can find us both on um on Instagram, and make sure to follow the show at this Black Girl Podcast so that you can keep up on the tea. Amen. All right, have a good one. I gotta run and get into my Zoom call, y'all. Have yes. a good one. Take care. Bye. Bye.